Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I Launched Podcast, and on today's episode, I'm talking to Tanya Peterson. Um, she's a high-performance coach, and we're talking about the good old imposter syndrome, the fear of judgment, the fear of rejection, the fear itself, and how we can work through that, and some experience that I had when I was at a BBD, the Next Level Live Retreat, uh, which had a huge impact on me in terms of how I see all of that stuff and how I moved through that. This is a really interesting conversation that we had, so really hope you enjoy it, so stay tuned. Okay, so one quick note before we get into today's episode. Now, we all know creating content takes time, but it'll be more effective if you already have mapped out your entire launch so that you know exactly what needs to be done, by when, and by who. Now, if you want to have a stress-free launch, all you have to do is sign up for my free Map Out Your Launch mini course so that you'll have a solid launch plan for your next launch. Now, you'll find the link in the show notes, or you can go to www.kenwescar.com forward slash launch plan. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. All right, welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm your host, Ken Westgar, and today I have Tanya Peterson with me. Welcome, Tanya. Hi, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. It's awesome to have you here. Uh, Tanya is another another fellow BBD. Uh, there's been a lot of people from BBD here, by the way, so you're not the first, unfortunately, but I love having people from BBD on this show, so appreciate that. And we had, or you had a post in the group that I really loved, and we're, we were just talking about this um, imposter syndrome kind of thing, you know, the fear of judgment and rejection and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, yes, that is so perfect. We definitely want to talk about this because that is a huge thing when it comes to running a business, launching, all that stuff that we do. So it was a perfect fit. So I'm so glad that we can sit here and talk about that today. Me too. Thanks for ha- thanks for uh, noticing how awesome it was. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> just kidding. But before we jump into that, though, I would love for you to just introduce yourself. You know, tell us who you are, who you help, and how you help people. Uh, I'm Tanya Peterson. I uh, am a high performance coach, and uh, by trade, I'm an occupational therapist. So I actually started my career in the healthcare field uh, in neurology, and then I transitioned into pediatrics. And then I transitioned into teaching. So I was a college professor for a little while. And then in 2019, I actually left academia and opened up a brick and mortar. And as we all know, uh, the pandemic hit in 2020. (laughs) And uh, so my uh, brick and mortar business had to close unexpectedly for several months, actually, because we didn't... Nobody knew what was going to happen. Uh, It was a a play cafe. So it was very Mm. much about people you know, congregating and groups, yeah. uh, great idea, terrible timing. Um, so I closed down for a few months and I just actually reopened, uh, what's it a couple months ago in March, we reopened and we now offer a, uh, early intervention, uh, developmental program, 
of, of my brick and mortar. So, but in the meantime, when it was closed, I ventured into the digital CEO world, which is when mm -hmm. I joined BBD and found James Wedmore. And that's where we connected and uh, just started doing stuff online. I mean, I'm one of those people, like I have to have some sort of purpose. I have to be doing something. Mm -hmm. So I learned everything I could as quickly as I could so that I could transition into something else that worked for me. Uh, I have two small children who were virtual school, you know, the virtual schooling was occurring. So I was doing that. I was trying to bring in an income. I was trying to do all the things. So, but every step of the way led me to where I am now. And yeah, so that's the, the short of it, I guess. Long story short. Mm -hmm. Long story short, yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, it's just a typical example of how things are happening for you instead of to you. I mean, every step of the way, yes, it sucks when you're right in the midst of it, but mm. it leads you where you are today. And that is a blessing. Absolutely. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Awesome. All right. Um, now that we got that out of the way, let's start talking about this imposter syndrome. Um, mm, yeah. I mean, that is, it's, it's, a, it's a huge topic, obviously, but people are scared of, I think in the most part, is the judgment part. I feel, I feel like that's mm -hmm. what's coming up a lot of times. I've noticed that for myself as well, that the judgment part, that's what we, what, what will people thinking about this? Well, you know, all that stuff. Um, how do you see this whole life of uh, living with the imposter syndrome? Agreed. I, you know, a basic human need is to feel connected and, you know, accepted. And mm. a lot of times we will have these big dreams and these big ambitions that we hold inside of us, because if we do step into them, we put ourselves in uh, places of vulnerability. So we give people the ability to judge us and say things about us. And that's in, you know, direct conflict with our basic human need of wanting to be accepted and loved by our community. So it's a it's a difficult but completely worth it path to overcome that thought that thought programming that conditioned thought programming that we experience our entire lives and kind of say you know what it's okay it's okay if people don't like me and one of the things that I one of the quotes I love is other people's opinions are none of my business so. Um, when I started kind of stepping into my power, I like to say it that way, I, I had to leave all that behind because if you do allow those thoughts to limit what you do, then the only person you're really hurting is yourself and the people that you can serve. So, oh, absolutely. so that's kind of how I think of it. And, you know, it never, it never truly goes away. you always are going to have, you know, it's conditioned in your brain. You're always going to have mm. something that triggers that thought and, my best advice is to have tools and strategies that you're ready and you can kind of talk to your ego and say, all right, thanks so much for trying to keep me safe, but I got this. So Exactly. Yeah. That ego trying to keep you safe. Uh, that ego doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I always say, I appreciate you. Thank you. But I got this. Yeah. But it's so true though that you, uh, that we'd never kind of, get past it it's always going to be there at some level but obviously if you can start dealing with it or getting aware of where or when the the thoughts are coming up then obviously it's going to be a little bit easier to move through it absolutely just just being mindful and checking in with yourself daily and, and making sure that you're taking time to if you're not feeling your best if you're not in a you know expansive 
pivotal place to kind of evaluate what's going on and then reach for that next higher level, that next higher vibration. And that's just mm-hmm. keep going up and up and up until, cause again, we attract what we are and energetically we attract the energy that we put out. So Absolutely. just always being aware of, you know, I always like to say you're responsible for the energy you bring into the room. So are you high vibe? Are you low vibe? And uh, just taking ownership of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause energy is, it's contagious. I mean, if you're coming into a room with low vibing energy, that's not going to go well. It's going to seem yeah. awkward. It's going to be people going to be looking at you a little bit weird, maybe or stuff like that. But if you're coming in with high vibe energy, people are going to be, Oh yeah, this is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it yeah. it's contagious. And you know, we all have that friend who's like the total downer. <laughs> like every time <laughs> we hang out with them, we're just like, Oh, okay. I was happy when I got here, but now I'm leaving and I got all this heavy weight on me now that I didn't have when I entered. Uh, and I am definitely guilty of taking on other people's energy. I definitely mm-hmm. absorb it. So uh, again, just being aware of that and not taking on other people's energy and just being being the, vi- the bright, vibrant being that you are. So, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, just people being the downer, as you say, um, could it be that they're not fully understanding of, you know, or accepting maybe? who they are because when we before we jumped on we talked a little bit about human design and stuff like that yeah. and i i noticed a shift in my energy once i started to realize how that kind of worked and maybe that's the case for a lot of people who come across as downer um that they really don't fully accept it or understand themselves 100 percent. and you know there's so much there's research out there that says 90 percent or 80 to 90 percent of the thoughts that we think today are the same exact thoughts that we thought yesterday. So Mm -hmm. how are you ever going to implement anything new or change your life or expand if you're continuously repeating the same pattern over and over and over again? So yeah, you uh, just have to, and when you think of it from that perspective, a perspective of your higher self, like what's the best version of me? How are they, how would that person handle this situation? How would that person handle this thought? And, you know, take yourself out of it, you know, from Mm -hmm. the bird's eye view, that's what I like to do. I like to look at it from the bird's eye view and say, what would the best version of Tanya, how would she handle the situation and then act accordingly. And then, and that, and that puts you in alignment too with, with who you truly are because we're all meant to expand and grow, not meant to be Mm -hmm. stagnant. Uh, One of my uh, mentors always says, you're not a tree. Like you don't have to put roots in where you are. You can move, you can expand, you can grow, you can change. So the limits that we place on ourselves are just that they're Mm self-imposed being aware of them. Absolutely. Um, we talked a little, or before you talked about a little bit of uh, tools that you can kind of use to, uh, work through the whole imposter syndrome or just, uh, the fear of judgment, all that. Um, what are some tools that you've used or some of your clients use to kind of get past all of this? We do a lot of thought reframing. So mm-hmm. being mindful of the thought as it's occurring, and then you can, you can write it down. Uh, you can say it out loud, but then reframing it from a different perspective where you're showing, providing evidence that it's not true. Uh, so mm-hmm. money mindset is a huge one, right? We all have oh, money yeah. <laughs> trauma and money issues. And, you know, there's so many common beliefs that are deep welling within our, our brain that we don't even realize, like, uh, you know, money doesn't grow on trees or you have to work really hard for money. But as these things come up, especially as a business owner, where you're constantly investing and you're constantly making change, you're growing and scaling, and that costs money. Like it costs mm-hmm. resources. Uh, so to get over those money blocks and reframe those thoughts and give yourself evidence of the contrary, that actually there's a lot of people that don't work 
super hard, quote unquote, that are always abundantly wealthy or always financially, you know, prosperous. So thought reframing is a big one. Mindfulness, uh, mm -hmm. just knowing where you are, checking in with yourself, self-care. Uh, so many people go through their days on autopilot and oh, they yeah. never once say, okay, what's happening right now and how am I feeling about it? They just, again, repeat the pattern. They get up at the same time. Their morning routine, their morning routine is the same. They take the same commute. They drink from the same coffee cup. They listen to the same songs. And uh, so if you want change, if you want to implement growth and expansion, um, reevaluating how you spend your time and how it makes you feel. And then following the trail of positive feelings, because it's really your, you know, your guidance system, your intuition telling you where, where you should be and what you should be doing. So those are kind of three things that I like to have, I do for myself and I like my clients to do too. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I know that we, um, we, we were at the, um, BBD live for next level, uh, mastermind group. And we did an exercise there where we kind of addressed the ego of, um, of ourselves and we gave him a name or her a name and we just let that kind of talk through all the thoughts that we had and gave that, you know, person an identity kind of identity. And that was really powerful because when you started writing things down and you start, we should, or we were supposed to read this out to another person. Mm -hmm. And that was really powerful when you started, had to read this awful things that this person is saying about you. And uh, it helps so much just getting it on the paper and talking to someone about it and just working through it instead of trying to, you know, keep it ball, keep it inside. And um, mm -hmm. that was a huge shift for me. I know that was um, one of the most powerful things I've ever done with that. Yeah, journaling is powerful. Like it's like getting it out of your head and putting it somewhere else. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's there's such a therapeutic part of journaling. It just like almost takes a weight off of you. Like you're physically removing a burden or something heavy and just mm -hmm. putting it out there and saying, okay, this is what's going on. This is how I'm going to fix it. This is how I'm going to navigate around this, through this, under this, over this, whatever you, you exactly. decide to do. Mm -hmm. And just talking back to that ego, basically just telling it to shut up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because uh -huh. exactly. it is this other voice, this other person inside of you that's trying to, like you said, keep you safe, but it, that's not necessary anymore in that sense. Right. And, you know, the other thing, too, is you can trick your brain, because mm -hmm. if you think about the responses that your body gives you when you're excited or when you're afraid, so your heart, you know, starts beating rapidly, you, maybe your palms start to sweat, you get a, an achy stomach, all your, you know, your pupils change, all that stuff, your body is having the same response, whether you're scared or excited. So mm -hmm. what if you took control of that situation and you said, I'm so excited right now? If you're actually feeling fear and tricking or manipulating your own brain to believe that you're actually experiencing something positive, that it's preparing mm -hmm. you for something super exciting instead of letting yourself be controlled by the fear that you're actually feeling. So again, mm -hmm. it's the same response from a physiological yeah. perspective. And we do uh, the things that we do fear, actually the outcome of it is usually positive things. I mean, even Absolutely. if let's say you post something, obviously you, you could, get a few negative comments obviously but versus all the good um, positive uh, comments that you get i mean it definitely we always focus it. on that bad one don't we <laughs> uh, obviously always. i'm not saying that's not happening, but 
the part the outcome is mostly positive anyway so fear itself is yeah totally bs mm-hmm. absolutely and i know one of the exercises that mbbd was that you what the fear of that worst case scenario actually mm-hmm. going there like visualizing what the actual worst case scenario would be and then realizing that you know what i this isn't as bad as I made it out to be in my mind. Once mm-hmm. I actually see it and see, you know, okay, if this is the worst case scenario, here are three different things I can do to get out of this. So does the risk outweigh, you know, the positive outcome? And that's kind of how I make decisions. And if I take this risk and I get the best possible outcome, does that outweigh the risk that something negative or unfortunate might happen or somebody might have a negative comment to say about something that I shared? And uh, Brene Brown says there's no there's no true bravery without being vulnerable. So if you're not being vulnerable, if you're not putting yourself out there, you're not really being brave. You're just you're putting things out that you want people to see for, you know, but they when you share who you truly are and the things that aren't aren't so pretty that Mm -hmm. maybe you hidden your whole life. That's when people relate to you. That's when they connect to you. And I used to think that I had to put out this super perfect professional image and uh, a curated uh, personality or persona, basically, or else nobody would trust me to do, you know, nobody would invest in my services or nobody would trust me to help them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's actually the opposite. Mm -hmm. As soon as I started really saying, okay, what will connect me with my soul aligned clients? And when I started sharing those deep, dark things that I've hidden my whole life, that's when they were like, started connecting with me. And they, I would get messages, oh, that last post, Tanya, or that, that email you shared or your newsletter, I, I experienced the same exact thing. I feel really connected with that messaging. Thank you for sharing that. And that's when you truly connect with your clients or the yeah. people you're trying to serve. And I don't know if you did this, but when you're sharing those posts, are you also talking about transformation that you had um, getting past this thing that whatever that's happened to you? Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, you know, the, the post that catalyzed the post that I wrote in the BBD group, I was talking about (laughs) actually uh, an experience I had at my JV field hockey banquet. (laughs) (laughs) And and it sounds so silly, but it really changed my entire perspective of myself. And the short version of the story is that uh, I really felt like I was this type of person when I played field hockey. I felt tough and I felt like it was dirty and I didn't have to be like a girly girl and I could just get out there and be aggressive. And it was okay on the field hockey field. I could do things on the field hockey field that were not acceptable, you know in the real world or, you know, the perspective from, of what I thought I had to be Mm. for my parents, for my teachers, for my friends or whatever. So the JV field hockey banquet came up. This sounds so silly to talk about it now, but it really was a pivot, a pivot, pivotal moment in my life. And, uh, at the banquet, the coach had designated a song for each player that Mm. made her think of them. So, I mean, I was like, yes, like what song (laughs) is she going to pick for me? Because she was playing like Eye of the Tiger and like all these badass songs. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. So she calls my name and I'm so excited. And guess what song came on? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Barbie Girl. I don't know how old your audience is, but Barbie Girl by Aqua. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever heard the lyrics of that song. 
but it's oh yeah it's not something that you should ever even talk about with like a, nope. a teenager <laughs> <laughs> but I had to walk up to you know in front of my in front of the varsity team in front of my parents in front of my family and accept a an, you know the participation award or whatever as Barbie girl was playing hmm. and that not shifted my entire perspective <laughs> yeah and it shifted my entire perspective because I was like, I thought I was like a badass field hockey player, like with my, mm -hmm. you know, sweating and dirty on the field. And this is how my coach viewed me. And it kind of, it made me think, you know, perceive myself differently. And it also kind of took away the place where I felt like I could most be myself, mm -hmm. which was when I was playing a sport with a team. And so as silly as the story sounds now, it really it really was a pivotal moment and it really was something I thought about for a long time afterwards. And, Absolutely. you know, those trauma is perspective. Like two exact, you know, two people can have the exact same thing happen to them and one be completely traumatized and one not trauma is all mm -hmm. about perspective. So yeah. when I shared that story, a lot of people were like, Oh yeah, something like that happened to me and, you know, shifted my perspective. So and that's why I always say, you know, own your story, own, own your ugly, own the parts of your story that you don't necessarily want broadcasted, but those are the parts mm -hmm. of you that make you real and relatable Absolutely. and complex. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great story. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but it has a great point, you know. That, Every time that um, song comes on, though, I still get really mad. <laughs> I grew up with that song and uh, the vocalist, she's from actually my city in Norway. So Is she? I got yeah. some words for her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but man, that's funny. Uh, but it's interesting to see, you know, that you had your perspective and probably everybody else had a totally different perspective on that. They didn't mm -hmm. see from your perspective at all. Right. But that doesn't matter because you had your own thing and that's the only thing that mattered for you right there and then. And yeah. it hurt probably. And, yeah. Yeah. And how many times after that did I shrink myself or did I mm -hmm. uh, not do something because... I remember that feeling of walking mm -hmm. in front of all those people and being so mortified and embarrassed and uh, just completely out of my element. So how many, I wanted to avoid that feeling, right? We start to avoid mm -hmm. things that trigger those emotional conditioned, emotional responses. So how many times did I not allow myself to do something because I was afraid I was going to experience a feeling similar to that? So that was a oh. lot of work to, you know, <laughs> oh yeah, get past that and uh, adopt it the attitude or the perspective that, you know, what other people think of me is none of my business. And if I allow that to dictate what I do and what I don't do, then how many people am I not going to be able to connect with? How many people am I not going to be able to serve at the highest level? Because I was afraid that I was going to get triggered by like a 10th grade experience <laughs> or a feeling that I wanted to avoid. Mm. And Oh, we can hear the. Do you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're under a tornado warning up in here in a, the Northeast. So if oh. this broadcast, you know, interruptly <laughs> stops, it's because it's NATO, uh, <laughs> but hopefully not. But um, the whole judgment thing is also a bit funny because we are so afraid of judgment. And that's one thing, one part of it. But people do judge and we judge as well. So everybody's judging all the time, but we don't really think about that. We're just concerned about people judging us. While you mm -hmm. going out there judging everybody else as well. And most of the time, people don't tell you. So why does it matter? Why does it matter? And honestly, people aren't thinking about you as much as you think people are thinking about you. Oh, because no. they're concerned for themselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're, they're going through the same exact thought processes. 
So. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, walking by a, a person on the street and you might be thinking something about that, but the other person is just too busy uh, with their own stuff. Yeah, they got their Absolutely. own stuff going on up there. Absolutely. Mm. But yeah, how can we, um, you know, really empower ourselves to get out of this whole judgment, rejection, fear of everything? There's some. Um, Embrace yeah. it. Embrace it. Uh, get comfortable with being uncomfortable because when mm -hmm. you're uncomfortable, it means you're doing something new or you're expanding or you're learning a new skill. If you're comfortable, you're stagnant. Yeah. Nobody should be stagnant. We weren't meant to be stagnant. Again, we're not trees. We don't have roots. We can continue to grow and expand and everything in nature is supposed to grow and expand. So mm. again, just being aware of the thoughts that you're having and the patterns that you're repeating. Exactly. Do you think um, uncertainty or not being clear on your purpose or what you want to do with your life business, whatever it might be, uh, has something to do with uh, the fears that you're experiencing? Oh, I, I absolutely think that. I think if you lack clarity on who you should be or who you're supposed to be, or you, that's when you get that stuck feeling when you're just mm -hmm. uncomfortable and that's when you lack, when you lack purpose, it's hard to get out of that rut because you're not getting that positive reinforcement from, you know, intrinsically as when you're aligned with what you're supposed to be doing, you're getting those dopamine hits like, yes, yes. And that positive reinforcement makes you, it motivates you to want to do more things. But when you're not in that dopamine cycle, then you, it's, it's hard to move forward because you're not getting the motive, the motivating factor, it's, it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And when it doesn't feel good, it's hard to keep going. And that's why people are so unhappy with their jobs. And they're so unhappy in their careers, because they don't know what they sh they're doing, but they know that it's familiar. And it's safe. And if they take a risk, they might get rejected, or they might not be able to replace their position, or they might lose, you know, the salary that they worked so hard to get. There's so many, there's so many things that we tell ourselves that keep us where we are. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, they could lose the job any moment. We've seen that, you know, with the depression yeah. and all that stuff. And absolutely, I mean, the, the, the pandemic showed us that. Like, <laughs> yeah, the pandemic, not the least. Jobs that we thought were, you know, traditionally stable mm -hmm. and secure, really aren't that stable and secure. So, yeah, suddenly the online world became the stable workplace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah crazy. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, I have, I have two kids and I constantly try to help them see things a different way of, you know, because they're dealing with the same things that we do as adults, you know, the judgment, the teasing, the name calling, whatever it might be. And I always try to help them now that I see things differently, obviously, um, to see things differently. And there's like, you know, it's not always about the other person, what they're saying, because they have their own stuff to deal with and they mm -hmm. try to reflect that on you. Hmm. Um, obviously it's not easy for a kid to understand all of that, but I still feel like it's so powerful to be able to help them at this stage. Yeah. Just seeing things differently at, you know, when they're, well, my son is nine and my daughter is 11. So nine and 11, I did not have anybody talk to me about that when I was nine 11. So, I mean, that kind of sets them up for life so early on. Versus I was just thinking we, how, we, how lucky they are to adopt that perspective so early on. Like how much would we, how much would we have prevented our own suffering if we mm -hmm. had 
known that from an earlier age. I, I have a five and a six year old. Uh, so they're right. not as receptive to my, you know, <laughs> messaging right now, but <laughs> not yet. <laughs> as we'll they, get there. Yeah. As they grow, I, I hope to instill these things in them so that they can grow and blossom and not shrink themselves either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, if, if you were to tell your younger self something, you know, what would that be? I think I would say to her that you, you're carrying too much. It's okay to put something down and mm-hmm. it's never as bad as you perceive it to be. And it's never forever. Even in your darkest moment, yeah. it's never forever. You're always going to, you're always going to emerge on the other side. So I think I would tell her that because she struggled with some stuff that she thought would never go away. Mm-hmm. And I would want to reassure her that just keep going because it, it yeah. gets so much better. Exactly. Yeah. I would uh, definitely tell my younger self that, you know, it's okay to be you and just uh, be goofy, be silly, uh, do what you love, you know, don't mm-hmm. let anybody else tell you what to do or not to do. If you find something that you love, just do it. Yeah, I think I would tell her that too. That's good. I might steal that one. Yeah, I think I would tell her. Stop yeah, not trying to fit in. in. Yeah, absolutely. Stop trying oh, to yeah. fit in. It's okay because now, now I'm like, I want to embrace my weird. Like, I want to, I want to be unique. Where back yeah. then, I was like, that's desperate what we're to be normal or be the same or not be different in any way. Mm-hmm. But that comes back to you know, we want to be like we want to fit in. We want to be in the pack. You know, because that's who we are as humans. We're used to being uh, part of a bigger group, and that's important to us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's so much. Uh, so much stuff coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, is there? You know, these are are there any typical things that you see in terms of how people are when you start working with them versus, you know, where they end up. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't matter if they are, you know, a CEO or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, approaching retirement or if they're brand new out of school, just entering the workforce for the first time or experiencing something for the first time. The the thought patterns and the beliefs uh, are very similar. There's a lot of themes that emerge mm-hmm. no matter who the person is. So allowing them and giving them space to explore those feelings, reframe those thoughts and really take back their power because we give our power away so easily and so often yeah. and we don't even realize it. And just giving them space, holding space for them and, and really empowering them because that's what coaching really is. You know, I'm not there to tell them how to live their life. I'm there to guide them, support them and empower them so that they can make the choice that's best for them so that they can live mm-hmm. the life that they want. So they can be intentional creators. It's not my job to tell them how to live. No, they got to so, figure it out themselves. Right. And I'll be there for the transformation, but really the work's on them. The work's on them. Mm-hmm. So the coaching relationship is one I really, really, really like. I really watching. I love supporting them. I love holding them accountable and I love seeing their transformation. And I, I always say this to my clients. I'm like, we're going to get uncomfortable and it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you just need to power through and embrace it and explore that and hold space for yourself and be, be, be nice to yourself. Cause you know, a lot of this stuff is so universal. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think 
reframing and all that stuff, just learning how to deal with it, it's um, it's not easy. It's going to take no, some time. Not. I mean, it, the most important thing is that you get started and just get aware of things and start thinking about it and start reframing it. But it's going to take a while before you actually get really good at it. And mm -hmm. um, But obviously, as you work more on it, you're going to get, you know, uh, respond better, faster, as time yeah, it's going to become more conditioned. But, and, it's, you know, yeah. that's what habits are. They're conditioned responses. And our brain wants to, you know, it wants to do two things. It wants to keep us safe and it wants to save energy. So when mm -hmm. we repeat a pattern over and over and over again, uh, a neural pathway is built. And then when that trigger occurs, it's so much easier for the brain just to shoot, you know, the chemicals down that pathway that's already established than it is to create a new pathway. So mm -hmm. that's how these habits, that's why these habits are so hard to break because your brain's like, no, I don't want to expend more energy. I've already created this so that we can save energy in case, you know, a T-Rex comes, <laughs> mm -hmm. we might need to run. So, uh, and I think having that knowledge of really the physiological things that are happening within your brain helps too, because then you can say, well, maybe this isn't who I truly am. Maybe this is a learned response mm -hmm. that was triggered by my JV field hockey banquet thousand years ago and maybe it's not real I thought it was real this whole time but when I go back and I look at that from the bird's eye view from the perspective of now maybe it wasn't that big of a deal maybe I let that become way too big in my mind and let it affect way too many things but now I'm aware now I can make the changes now I can become more intentional and be the person that I want to be and that I was meant to be mm -hmm. absolutely Habits, are, that's an interesting thing too. As I mean, since you brought it up, I mean, because uh, I, I love habits, having a routine and doing stuff over and over again in a sense of, you know, uh, like a morning routine, you know, doing the same stuff every day. Mm -hmm. I love that. But it doesn't take much to kind of derail me from that routine. <laughs> so if there's something happening uh, a, a day or a specific day and that's going to throw me off maybe for the rest of a week before I just kind of, ah, damn it. I, that shouldn't have been happening. I should continue my habits, but it's so hard to get back on track again. I used to hate the word habits. Like, I <laughs> yeah. would cringe when I heard that word because to me, in my mind, I was like habits. That's like putting me in a box. That's, mm. I don't want to be in a box. I want to be different every day and spontaneous. And uh, right. so again, I had to change that thought too, because habits are what sets us up for success. Mm -hmm. And like being mindful is a habit, checking in with myself is a habit, setting alarms on my phone to remind myself to be grateful and to show gratitude every day. That's a habit that's setting me mm -hmm. up for success. And I, you know, I have a lot of negative habits too, but of now course, that I'm but... aware of them, I can, you know, we all do, I can change them. But yeah, I used to hate the word habit, habits and budget. <laughs> 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 Those are my two trigger words. Stay on budget. And now I, now I recognize the importance of both. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> uh, uh i think we've talked about a lot of good stuff today um is there something that you feel that you want to mention that you haven't talked about today uh let's see i just i just want to i just want people to know that they are are, are more powerful than they realize and there's so many things out there there's so many things available to you but you have to make the choice, you have to make the commitment, and you have to 
again, get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's where the magic happens. That's where the growth mm. occurs. That's where the changes, the positive changes happen. So be, be gentle with yourself. Don't talk to yourself, you know, like the exercise that you were talking about that you did the next level. Don't talk to yourself in a way that you wouldn't speak to somebody else. We're just mm. so mean to ourselves. We're so mean oh, to yeah. ourselves. If I said some of the things to my friends that I say to myself or about myself, I would be a terrible person. They'd never speak to me again. But I say mm -hmm. it to me or I think it. And really, what's the difference between saying it out loud and thinking it? Yeah, uh, we did actually during that exercise. James asked us, you know, did any of you hold back when you wrote mm -hmm. stuff down? It's like, yeah. I did you can? Did you hold back? I, oh, yeah, I did. I did hold back. <laughs> so I started jotting down something really mean and awful. And, um, and this is all about yourself, stuff. right? You're, that was all about, about myself. Yeah, I talked okay. about myself. The, so the ego was talking about me or how unsuccessful I was and all that stuff. And that was really powerful. And it really brought me to tears when you had to share that with somebody else. But that, that really stuck with you. You just realized, you know, how can I sit there and talk to myself like that? Yeah. It's crazy. So you did have like a, a big emotional response, I was going to ask you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we worked through it and we did a few other exercises to kind of deal with it and how to overcome that and go or go through that. But it was really powerful just to acknowledge that and go through it and accepting that that's the things that you've been saying to yourself. Yeah. And the big thing is to, be honest. Do you still have to work, work through it or was that exercise enough? Not so much as I used to. No, I, that exercise was super powerful. It Good. really was. So if anybody is listening, Good job, James go, through, <laughs> go through that exercise, just write the worst stuff you can think about that you say to yourself and read it out loud to someone or just yourself and um, work through too. it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's powerful. All right. Uh, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. And um, how can people reach out to you, work with you, connect with you? Uh, well, thank you for having me. This was really fun. Uh, they can find me uh, at Polish to Prosper uh, is one of the, my businesses. Uh, so Tanya at Polish Prosper.com or their website is Polish to Prosper.com. Um, on LinkedIn, I am Tanya Peterson dash OT. And I'm, I'm very, very, uh, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. That's my main, my main source of uh, social, socialness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I yep. work with a lot of uh, professionals and they hang out on LinkedIn. So I, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. So if you want to get a hold of me, LinkedIn or email, it's probably the best way to go. Awesome. We'll link up everything in the show notes so people will have something to click through and can reach out to you. Um, awesome. But thank you so much again for coming on the yeah, show. thank and you. The tornado didn't ruin anything for us. We did it. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. <laughs> we made it. All right. Thanks so much. And thank you for everybody who's been listening in this week. And uh, take care. We'll talk again. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.